Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Cheryl Selman, and welcome to What Women Must Know. It's great having you here, and, you know, we have such great conversations on this podcast, and as always, I have another wonderful guest that will be sharing really important information, but before we get there, I, I certainly want to welcome you and thank you for being here with me on another episode of What Women Must Know. If you would like to get the archives of all my interviews, then please either like me over at my Facebook page, which is What Women Must Know. I post them there. Or you can go to my website, which is drcherylselman.com. Opt in there, and I will send all the shows to you and then all sorts of other great information and education that I share with my community. You'll be joining my community if you are not already part of that. And if you are listening for the first time, I just want to let you know that this show really is about empowering you with truthful information so you can make informed decisions. And I always, always like to say, no one really can tell anyone else what's in their best interest, but our responsibility, certainly my responsibility as a naturopathic doctor and an educator is to share information that I have found to be very valuable for myself and uh, offering it to you. So it will help you in your edification, in your knowledge, in your ability to make those informed decisions that work best for you and your family. So here we go. And we have another wonderful conversation with my guest, Angelo Druda. Angelo is really one of my favorite guests. He's been on the show many times before. And he also is my personal Chinese herbalist, master herbalist, and uh, Angelo has helped me throughout the decades. We have a long-term relationship, and I will just say, I never want him to leave. <laughs> I never want him to leave, to leave his body or, or leave what his profession is, because uh, I really rely on his formulas that are personalized for me, as I go through all the changes of my life, and they have really kept me uh, young and vital and healthy and I'm forever indebted to <laughs> my karmic relationship that brought me to Angelo many years ago. So just let me share a little <laughs> bit about him. Angelo is a certified practitioner of traditional Chinese medicine and a senior educator at Mate Moche, the ministry established by the spiritual teacher Adi Dasam Raj, to instruct and serve human beings about death process. Angela's seminars about ancient rejuvenation practices and the death process have been offered all over the world, and he is the author of The Tao of Rejuvenation, Fundamental Principles of Health, Longevity, and Essential Well-Being, which is such a profound book. And we're going to be talking about the secret life of your liver from an oriental medicine point of view. And um, uh, first of all, I want to welcome Angelo to the show. So, Angelo, it's great having you back on What Women Must Know. Thank you, Cheryl, and I promise I will not leave the body until the show is over. <laughs> oh, good. Well, at least I have you for a little while longer. And you just sent me a new batch of herbs, so I'm good for a bit. Um, You're good. But... Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, you really are my go-to person when it comes to understanding, uh, a deep understanding of the energies of the body. And truly, 
when I was having a lot of health challenges, and I would say, it's a, you know, more than 30 years ago, I first was introduced to you, and uh, and I was really a mess back then. Uh, I was having gut issues. I was having um, night sweats. I was having anxiety attacks. I was having um, arthritis. I mean, I, I, you know, thought I was a healthy person, and when I started to look at all these symptoms, I realized I was in trouble, and I really didn't know what was going on, and that's what led me to traditional Chinese medicines, acupuncture, and then to you as an herbalist, and I just, you know, it's just been a profound uh, relationship with you, Angelo, because truly, truly, truly um, working with you and getting the diagnosis based on the tongue, because in traditional Chinese medicine, you can read the present time situation of all your organs and how they are working or just harmonious through the tongue and really get a deep dive into the body. And then your expertise is putting together these customized herbal formulas that help to bring that balance and harmony back. And um, I, I find that the most profound healing medicine tool that I've come across in this lifetime, I have to say. So um, it, it is very powerful and very special, and your, your work is unique. And I know you're very modest, but I always consider <laughs> you my master herbalist. I think you are a master herbalist. So... Um, so there you go. So thanks again well, for being well, don't, here. Well, don't stop. Keep going. <laughs> I'm going to stop for now because you have a Thank lot you. to say. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. So I thought well, we've had different conversations in the past, and if people are interested, because we've talked about women's health from many angles, we've talked about digestion from many angles of the TCM model, and I thought it's really time for us to talk about the liver because it is um, such an important organ in the body. There's an added insight and perspective from uh, oriental medicine point of view in addition to what we know from a more Western understanding of the liver. And um, and I think it's time we have a a, a deep conversation about it because it plays such an important role these days for our health and healing. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, what could be more critical than liver health? Exactly. So I'm going to let you just jump in here, and let's start with understanding the liver, what it is, and all the uh, major and important roles it plays, and then how. Then we'll go into how to support the liver. Okay. Okay. Well, most Westerners and all first-year medical students, we all understand the liver, the organ of the liver. Uh, We understand it as a blood filter. And uh, we all understand that the blood circulates through the liver, and there's this very unique multi-phased process that takes place miraculously in the liver in which Toxins are purified from the blood. Uh, And, you know, uh, substances are secreted by the liver which bind with toxins which then enable the liver to uh, eliminate this toxicity from the blood. So we all understand the liver as a blood filter. And 
that understanding is critical to health because whatever we do to keep our blood pure and healthy, well, we're going to be serving the health of the liver. And whatever we do to keep the liver pure and healthy, we're going to be serving the health and the purity of our blood supply. So that's a critical understanding relative to the human liver. But it is, for the most part, a physical understanding. We're talking about the liver as this physical organ, and those are biochemical changes that happen, and those changes and functions can be measured at a physical level. But there is also an energetic aspect to the liver, which is... uh, utterly understood and described in traditional Chinese medicine, uh, where the liver is so much more than just this blood filter. In fact, in Oriental medicine, the liver is called the great regulator. In some traditions, it's called the general of the organ system because it is the liver ultimately which is controlling and affecting so many other aspects of the human anatomy and the human physiology. So the liver is this large organ. Uh, The only organ in the body bigger than the liver is the skin. And it's centered approximately midway in the torso. It is a large organ. And the liver is responsible for this matter of regulation regulation of the flow of energy, chi, the flow of blood in the body. Let's just talk about that for a moment without becoming too complicated. The liver has a tendency to contract and tighten. And this tightening and contraction has a profound effect on our health. Again, if you did a physiological blood test and checked the liver, the enzymes might all be looking good. There's really no way to measure this contracting of the liver. But the liver has a tendency to contract and therefore obstruct the free flow, as I said, of energy and chi in the body. Let's think about a circumstance where someone is stops you on the street and you're being mugged and someone's holding a, a weapon to your to your head the contraction of the body under those conditions is going to be quite dramatic in fear we will contract the body will tighten and when that body contracts and tightens then we can feel that this free flow of energy and blood through the body is no longer taking place. That's a dramatic and an exaggerated example of the same process that happens to the human liver in the midst of the trials and challenges and difficulties of living a life, the stresses of life, uh, the challenges of life, the threats of life, the difficulties of life have a profound effect on the liver, 
And when the liver tightens and contracts, then the free flow stagnates. And we begin to get this process of stagnation. I described the process of stagnation in the Tao of Rejuvenation as really the fundamental beginning of degeneration in the body. In other words, once the free flow of blood and chi is inhibited, then there's a whole host of degenerative processes that uh, begin to appear because we're not getting the free flow of blood. All the cells in the body are not getting this abundant flow of blood. The organ systems below the liver are no longer getting the free flow of qi moving through them. Now, in Chinese medicine, this is called stagnant liver qi. And it's completely common. And to one degree or another, just about every human being is experiences stagnant liver qi to one degree or another. When you're studying Chinese medicine and you're studying pulse diagnosis where the practitioner will palpate the pulse positions on the wrists and you are told that you are never going to palpate, you're never going to actually feel a completely healthy liver pulse. And now why is that the case? Well, because everybody's suffering the stress of life, the stress of mortality, to some degree. Relative to one or another, there are some cases that are extremely bad and others are quite mild. But in that sense, you'll never really experience the absolutely perfect pulse in a human being because just being alive has a certain amount of stress associated with it. So this is the function of the liver as the great regulator. And step number one then in this process of regeneration and health is keeping the liver chi and the liver blood flowing freely. Keep the liver chi and the liver blood flowing freely, understanding that all the shocks and challenges of life are going to tend to have this stagnating effect in the liver. And then, but as these moments of stagnation occur, then you see we can do the things that we do to open up and reestablish free liver flow. If people are familiar with Tai Chi or Qigong, there are these postures, there are these practices of opening up the liver. And when you see people doing their Tai Chi in the park and you see those hands opening up to the sky in infinity, there's this opening motion, this opening motion, and then relaxing. Well, these are motions that are intended to open and relax the liver. And then the practitioner is relaxing the liver, 
the liver is opening, the free flow is being reestablished, and then the person can relax into deep feeling and be energized by drawing in the prana and the chi and the energy from the air. Well, these are just practices that understand this matter of the liver. And then Tai Chi and Qigong very intentionally have processes whereby the liver is opened and expanded and relaxed so that this flow can be reestablished and plus our ability to receive chi and energy from the environment is greatly increased. So this is the liver as the great regulator, this function of keeping the chi flowing freely. The image that comes from the traditions of healthy liver flow the image is the chi in blood flows through the liver like a fine mist, like a fine rain. Just that fine, gentle, gentling rain in which the liver relaxes, the liver opens, and then the chi and the blood can flow freely through it. So this function of the liver as the great regulator, critical to understand. I can pause here if you want to come in. Um, I no, I think that's, you know, I think we'll, we'll just keep, you know, keep going. I, I, I just want to, um, I just want to say, I, I mean, I love this more profound understanding of the liver because we're really understanding more of the energetics of the body and how, what we do and how we live have a direct impact on these organs. And I just want to add, I, I recently wrote an article about the liver, which was a fascinating article. And what I want to mention from a, uh, you know, an allopathic or Western understanding of the liver, which I didn't fully realize, is that it, it actually performs 500 different functions <laughs> for the body. 500. Mm. I mean, this is a powerhouse organ, right? This is, you know, no wonder it's the master regulator of so many things, essential functions, so many essential things in the body, it, it, because it's performing 500 essential functions simultaneously. <laughs> what an intelligent organ we have. Mm. Indeed. Indeed. Well, one of the things that the liver does is it stores blood. And this is called in Oriental medicine liver blood. And when the liver stores an abundant supply of pure blood, then the liver softens and relaxes. And in fact, what is associated traditionally with a healthy liver, they say people who have healthy livers and abundant liver blood, they tend to be generous. They tend to be kind. They tend to be compassionate. In this sense, they could say the liver is the seat of the human soul, or at the very least, the seat of higher human 
virtues when a liver is healthy and functioning in a healthy way. Now, the emotion that's associated with stagnant liver chi is, not surprisingly, anger. So why? Well, all that energy gets trapped in the liver. And what is anger? Anger is this attempt to move this stuck energy in the liver. So then anger is a kind of paroxysm. It's a kind of a spasm of of trying to open up this knot, this contraction. Uh, if you turn on the daily news tonight, you will see all the stories of stagnant liver chi and the expressions <laughs> of anger in the human race. Uh, it seems to be a chronic epidemic currently. Uh, so this is stagnant liver chi and this is this feeling of anger. Another image uh, which I always love is as the liver blood is abundant and pure. In other words, you don't want to store a whole abundance of toxic blood in the liver. You want that blood to be clean and pure. Uh, when the liver stores an abundant quantity of that blood, then that serves our sleep process. And there is this description in oriental medicine of we have all this abundant liver blood when we're young and we lie down on our back to go to sleep and all that liver blood just flows out as we recline and the blood just feeds and nurtures the nervous system and we go to sleep. And then as the liver blood becomes deficient over time, then one of the things that can begin to appear in people's lives is difficulty sleeping, difficulty falling asleep, difficulty waking up when you want to be asleep. So this issue of maintaining abundant liver blood is critical. And it gets more and more critical as we get older and older just because the body is simply not producing the abundant supplies of blood that we did when we were younger and stronger and in the prime of things. Now, this matter of liver blood and liver cheese stagnation, you really, if there's no other place in oriental medicine where you see it as clearly as you do in oriental gynecological medicine. So if we consider the fact that the Chinese established the first gynecological medical specialty in history. I mean, when Westerners were still knee-deep in their own wastes in Europe, uh, the Chinese were establishing very sophisticated uh, gynecological specialties based on the understanding of the unique physiology of the woman's body. And so, and out of that, Specialty has come so many brilliant gynecological formulas that are still used, I mean, every day by thousands and thousands of people around the world and millions in the East, because these gynecological formulas observe and understand something very critical about the human body, about the woman's body, and about the liver. And so many of these formulas are called 
harmonizing formulas in the sense that they establish or reestablish the harmonizing uh, cooperation between the liver and the spleen. The spleen we can define as the great energy center in the middle of the body. It digests food, extracts the good stuff, it excretes the bad stuff, keeps the body strong and toned. That spleen energy keeps the body upright in its constant battle with gravity. Gravity wants to pull the body down into itself, into the earth. Well, the spleen energy lifts the body. And we can always tell a strong and healthy person because they stand erect. Their posture is good. And when the spleen begins to get weak, we can begin to see gravity begin to win the battle. People become a little bit more bent towards the ground. We begin to see issues of prolapse. So many of these gynecological formulas uh, work to reestablish a healthy functioning liver so that a healthy functioning spleen can also be reestablished. So, so many gynecological imbalances, so many so-called hormonal imbalances in women show the pattern of the stagnant liver chi, the energy and the blood getting stuck in the liver. And when that happens, the liver does not balance and soften and harmonize the very strong and direct energies of the spleen. So the spleen energy is undermined. And the work of the spleen, not only energizing the body and digesting our food, but the work of the spleen in producing blood becomes compromised. So when you have energy trapped in the liver, and you have an underfunctioning spleen in women in whom there is this miraculous blood cycle taking place for the sake of reproduction, well, that blood cycle begins to become deficient. And from this stagnant liver chi condition to the weak spleen and the deficient blood production, that pattern creates a host, a host of imbalances. I had a woman come in the clinic just the other day. Um, she was going through extreme difficulties in her life, divorce and troubles, and she's approaching the common age of menopause, just approaching it. And she's really had a case of stagnant liver chi, underfunctioning spleen with blood deficiency. And she just said, I feel terrible. I, I feel so out of balance. As I move to my period, my breasts are sore and distended, and I just feel angry and overheated. Well, we created a formula for her, and what did that formula do? It harmonizes the flow. It moves the energy and blood through the liver. It boosts the spleen in its work of producing abundant blood. And in her case, 
it happened fast. I just got the message after five days, you know, the letters OMG. Oh, my God, thank you. <laughs> you know, it, it was like that. Some are quicker than others. And the liver cheese starts to move. The spleen starts to do its work again. And suddenly the person feels balanced and harmonized. I don't have the sore and distended breast and have all this anger and emotion as I entered into my period. So this was traditional Chinese gynecological medicine. I did not invent it. I just studied it, been using it for years, and it's based on this understanding of the secret life of the liver of what's actually going on there. Uh, before I take a pause here, here, uh, when the liver chi becomes stagnant, well, there's a tendency then for the person to overheat because chi energy is warm. If there's no chi or energy in the body, the body is cold. So when that chi gets all trapped in a particular area, well, then it can cause sore and distended breasts. But that trapped chi will tend to overheat the liver which then not only adds more to the feelings of anger and imbalance, but then it can set in motion all kinds of inflammatory processes that can work far below the location of the liver. These imbalances then can be passed down and transmitted through the circulatory channels of the body into the lower areas, in particular the genitals, and it can be the cause of a whole host of inflammatory issues, uh, CIN and vaginitis and dysplasias. And these can all be traced back to this original pattern of stagnant liver chi and spleen deficiency with blood deficiency. I will pause here. Turn it back to you, doctor. <laughs> I'm just thinking it's so profound, you know, when women go to their doctors complaining of whether it's, uh, you know, severe PMS or whether it's um, anger, depression, you know, they'll be medicalized, right? They'll be, they'll be prescribed something, which, of course, is only going to add more to the stress within the body and the liver mm. because there's such a lack of understanding of what these symptoms are really communicating. And that's why I've always been so inspired by um, certainly um, Oriental medicine, traditional Chinese medicine, because there's a deep and profound and ancient understanding of what the body is communicating by expressing these symptoms. And, yes, we see so much anger going on right now in the world, and it's no wonder we live in a toxic world. It's going to be stressing the liver out. We need toxic food exposed to these toxic chemicals, toxic emotions. It's all going to impact how the body expresses in all the different ways. The other thing I was going to ask you to talk about, speaking of gynecological issues, one of the things I learned when I was studying and from you was the um, symptom, the indicator of this imbalance in women by having um, heavy heavy periods with blood clots and mm. and um, also looking at things like fibroids. Can, can you just mm -hmm. elaborate a little bit of an understanding on what that is telling us and to use these 
symptoms that are showing up as information so you can address the underlying root cause issue going on. Well, stagnation of energy and blood, it, it begins with stagnation, but if the condition becomes worse and worse, then the term is static blood, static blood. Uh, and static blood are these clots. So there is a principle in Chinese medicine which says when things no longer freely flow, unwanted things begin to grow. So in other words, you look at all of these neoplasms that can develop in a human body, they're all points of extreme stagnation. Something... Uh, the blood and the chi have become stagnant. Uh, for example, uh, the Chinese uh, etiology of, say, breast cancer. There is an area, a location in the soft breast tissue of some kind of stagnation. There's been some kind of stagnation of free flow there. And then that area of stagnation can be infected by some kind of a toxin that begins to disrupt the natural uh, DNA replication. And you begin to get the beginning of uh, atypical cells. Uh, it starts with stagnation. When you're seeing blood clots, for example, in the menstrual flow, well, that's a significant sign of the lack of free flow the flow is inhibited enough now that the blood is clotting. Uh, and that typically will cause uh, dysmenorrhea, you know, period pain as, you, as a woman passes those clots. So that is, a, that is a strong sign of the lack of free flow. And yes, it starts with this liver chi stagnation. Now, relative to fibroids, which we know are estrogen-driven neoplasms. In presence of fibroids, you know there's clearly been a history of liver chi stagnation because some of the toxins that this wonderful liver is purifying are the negative estrogens that we are acquiring in life. These negative estrogen metabolites, instead of being purified by the liver, being purified from the bloodstream, uh, the liver now, which is under-functioning, is no longer doing a good job of uh, purifying those estrogens from the blood. And so we, in the case of established fibroids, yeah, we're, we're going to know, well, there's, that's for sure there's a history of liver chi stagnation there. So we want to get the liver flow functioning again. In the presence of clots, we want to crack that static blood. These are all terms that describe the degree of various imbalances. So if you have to crack the blood, well, now the blood is really tending to congeal in areas where we don't want that to be happening. So yes, you see the fibroids, the clotty periods, the period pain, they're almost always going to be able to track it back 
to some degree of liver chi stagnation. And then there's also, again, this functioning of the spleen and the blood production in the body is very critical because there is going to be no hormonal balance in a human body without abundant blood production and abundant blood circulation to the endocrine system. So a person is becoming blood deficient and say the blood is toxic, person is eating a poor diet, eating a lot of foods that are depositing toxicity in the blood, or living an emotionally toxic life, meditating on the daily news all day, uh, then uh, you're not going to get a strong and balanced hormonal flows. So I describe in the Tao of Rejuvenation, again, that I consider the key fundamental foundation of health, of longevity, of well-being is to keep the blood healthy and keep the body producing an abundant supply of blood. Uh, as we age, you know, our nitrogen oxide levels are tending to diminish. They're almost universally deficient beyond the age of 48 or 49. And so we start to get a, a closing and a narrowing in the circulatory system. So you don't want to combine this natural uh, narrowing of the articles. You don't want to combine that with poor blood circulation because then that just sets up a whole potential for all kinds of uh, obstructive diseases, embolisms, uh, strokes, these kinds of things. So to me, the, the fundamental principle of health, uh, when you're young and when you're old, is you want to keep the blood pure and healthy, which means you want to keep your liver pure and healthy. Easy way to do that, eat good, healthy foods. And you want to keep the body producing an abundant supply of blood. How do you do that? You eat the right foods that nurture and support spleen health. And you can take herbs to augment that process. And when you look back at traditional genius, uh, and there is a lot of traditional genius in our inheritance and in our history, but the genius of the Chinese doctors that went out across the earth and found these magnificent earth medicines, uh, it's just unsurpassed. They found herbs that were profound blood precursors. You take an herb like Angelica sinensis, Dongwei. In Eastern, in Western herbology, it was called the Holy Ghost root. Uh, everybody's pointing to, oh, there's something special here. That herb just serves the production of abundant blood in the body, and it serves proper blood circulation in the body. So therefore, Angelica sinensis, Dongwei, perhaps the premier gynecological medicine from Chinese gynecology. So these herbs are profound and uh, highly effective. The only reason why 
somebody like me in the year 2022 is still practicing an ancient form of medicine is because that medicine works. I, you know, I, I love these conversations because to me it's so profound, the understanding that comes from this ancient wisdom. And, uh, you know, a couple of comments that um, I want to share. It it emphasizes and validates this mind-body connection because our emotions directly impact how our body is responding and our health of our body is directly impacting how emotions get expressed. So as we address one 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 angle of that process is we heal the emotional wounds and can release the charge that creates the anger and whatever other emotions we're supporting the organs to function in a more healthy way. And as we bring more balance and harmony through our diet, through herbal formulas, uh, through Tai Chi, through things that can help harmonize the body, the emotions can actually get more harmonized as well. So, you know, ideally you want to work on all fronts simultaneously. Mm-hmm. And the other mm-hmm. thing I want to say is that, um, you know, when I first started researching hormones, which led to me writing my book, Hormone Heresy, I was, um, you know, I was going through my own hormonal challenges and started looking at uh, natural hormone support and natural progesterone and things like that, which was very valuable, I have to say. It's very valuable. I write a lot about it. However, as I have a more a profound understanding of traditional Chinese medicine for women's health issues, and especially working with you, Angelo, so we can go in and, you know, collect their symptoms, get their history, and then look at the tongue and um, understand from your point of view what the message is the body is communicating through the patterns that show up within the tongue, which is a map of the body in present time, as I was saying, and all the imbalances that are happening in present time, and then working with the uh, customized formulas that you put together, it's, a, for me, a more profound and deeper process of healing than just trying to work with manipulating a hormone, right? Even with, Even as good as progesterone is, um, it's a it's not working in the same manner as this deep understanding, profound understanding of the energetics of the body. So working with these customized herbal formulas with women that I work with is bringing more underlying and profound healing and balance to the body, which is supporting not only them addressing whatever issues, but really supporting their long-term health and rejuvenation, which is why this has become my preferred way to work with people. So I'll stop there. Yeah, it's the old root and branch uh, concept. You can treat the branch or you can treat the root. You're putting hormones into the body. In a sense, you're treating the branch symptoms. But if you're serving... uh, the tonification of the fundamental nutrition of the endocrine system itself, then you're functioning at a root level. 
So if you come into the clinic here, we can take your pulses. We can look at your tongue. We can put needles in you. Uh, the problem with acupuncture is people who get acupuncture don't get enough of it. In China, you take acupuncture, you know, you'll get acupuncture four or five times a week. Uh, in the West, for all kinds of reasons, you know, we tend to get it occasionally, and it's wonderful, and it's wonderful. But nowadays, we have these uh, computers. We have the ability to take these tongue photographs and enlarge them. When you come in the clinic, you know, someone can only stick their tongue out for only a few minutes. So it's always been incumbent upon the practitioner of Chinese medicine to see a lot very quickly. But if we enlarge the photographs, we can study and get a much more detailed picture of what is going on in the physiology of the body. And nowadays, we can formulate these formulas and ship them to anybody in the world. And a person is able to give themselves a treatment three times a day. I'm not going to be able to get three acupuncture treatments a day. Uh, nobody has the money. Nobody has the time. Uh, but with herbal medicine, where basically a person can treat themselves three times a day. And the herbs tend to stay active in the bloodstream about four hours. So you take three doses, which is a standard clinical dose. That may vary from formula to formula. But for gynecological issues, it would be uh, five meals three times a day before meals. And a person, therefore, can sustain on their own a good, strong treatment, maintain that energy of that treatment so that they can actually work effectively to bring the body back into balance. So what you're saying, I totally understand. Uh, and uh, perhaps that was a little commercial there, but uh, it's a commercial based on uh, a sincere respect what has been created by our ancestors in this particular area of medicine. And that's why I personally have seen the benefits for myself, and it makes so much sense to me because addressing and healing at what I call the root cause level is really the only way to truly heal. You know, anything else is just suppression of a symptom, but not a resolution of the problem. So that's why this is uh, so appealing to me. And, um, you know, I want to also ask you before we come to the end of the show to share some strategies. What's some of the uh, preferred uh, foods to support liver, spleen, the preferred way to eat them? You know, I suppose you know, a lot of people like those cold icy drinks, and we'll talk about that <laughs> as a, a harmful way to support these systems. And also other strategies. They maybe you want to talk about uh, castor oil packs, if that comes into play, if there's some of those strategies that you recommend for people to help liver energy, liver chi flow. So, yeah, over to you, Angela. What are some of your recommendations for people? Well, the liver just thrives and celebrates a good diet. And uh, the liver is going to mourn and grieve over a poor diet. Uh, and every day we are inundated with countless advertisements about all kinds and 
forms of junk food that we really require in order to be happy. Uh, but the liver thrives on vegetables, dark greens, you know, that wonderful dark green salad with those bitter greens. Uh, these are natural and wonderful uh, liver cleansers. So your good, clean vegetables, your salads, your uh, Swiss chard, your arugula, your uh, romaine, these lettuces, uh, these are not only natural blood purifiers, uh, but many of them are also nitric oxide precursors. So when you eat them, uh, they increase the nitric oxide levels in the body, and these help our circulatory systems expand. And so good, clean vegetable foods, good, clean fruits are good, too, your apples. Uh, these are good foods for cleansing the liver. But when you think of the liver, you think of those dark, bitter greens. Now, beyond that, there is a host of profound liver cleansers in Western herbal medicine and naturopathy. They're called alteratives, and that's defined as a blood purifier. Uh, you know, for example, you have a little bit of an infection. You take something like echinacea and burdock. The infection is cleared up. Uh, dandelion, taraxicum, uh, these are herbs that are almost foods. I mean, they're common herbs in most of our backyards. Uh, and some of them are just profound liver cleansers and liver rejuvenators. And the one thing about the human liver, it has a tremendous capability to rejuvenate. It can really rejuvenate uh, damaged cells. It really wants to rejuvenate. Uh, in Western herbology, you just think of the milk thistle seed. It's such a profound uh, liver herb. I mean, it, it, people have taken it when they, they poison their livers, and the milk thistle seed will cleanse it, purify the blood, and begin to rejuvenate those liver cells. So a happy liver is uh, brought about by a good, clean diet. Now, the spleen, which we talked about relative to blood production, and, and these liver herbs can really be taken raw as salads, and you can put them in your smoothies uh, and take them raw. They're very effective that way. Now, the spleen in the center of the body, the spleen is a fire. Life in the human body requires living fire and living water. Well, the spleen is one of those living fires. So if you throw a lot of water on fire, well, the fire goes out. So as you were mentioning, uh, one of the things we learn to do in Chinese medicine, and uh, I live in a climate that tends to be very hot and dry, so it's not easy on some days, is to not drink cold liquids out of the fridge. Uh, because why? Well, you're throwing cold water on your spleen fire, and that's going to undermine uh abundant spleen function. Uh, so I take my herbs in the morning as a tea, and then I take them later on in the day with warm water, and you prevent that lessening of the spleen fire, and, and a little bit of warm water and tea helps blood circulation as well. 
then there are uh, the so-called spleen foods. These are foods that tend to nurture and strengthen the spleen and help in the production of blood. And these tend to be things like the yellow vegetables, squash, pumpkin, sweet potatoes, wild rice, chicken. These are all uh, strong spleen tonics, and they are best taken cooked and warm. And one of the ways that our ancestors discovered when they were out there in the cold of winter, they discovered that they could put heat in the body by first putting heat in the food. So they warmed their food, they cooked it, they pre-digested the food before they put it in their bodies, and that warm food warmed them up uh, during the winter, and it warms their spleen. So these spleen foods are quite abundant, uh, and many of them are delicious, and people can eat delicious vegetables, stir fries with rice and chicken and vegetables and get ultimately a good medicinal dose of spleen and blood foods. Um, beyond that, there is a host of what is called in Chinese medicine the spleen tonics, the ginsengs, the astragali, herbs like this, they are strong boosters of spleen energy. At my ripe old age these days, I take them every day. And they always put some wind in my sails. And they lift that spleen chi and increase circulation to the brain and the lower parts of the body. So uh, right diet and the foods are there and the herbs are there. And they're profoundly useful and effective. I think we really are appreciating more and more the wisdom that comes from these ancient traditions, whether it's you know traditional Chinese medicine or Ayurvedic medicine, you know there's Tibetan medicine, all these great healing arts, uh, and even and Western herbalism. But there's something about traditional Chinese medicine, which I'm most familiar with, that just inspires me because of the deep understanding and how we learn to um, pay attention, to, to read the symptoms, to find the underlying imbalance that we can do through a tongue diagnosis. I mean, I just take pictures of my patients and send them on to you, and then, you know, I get your feedback and we have a discussion and can add that into the protocol because we're really healing at this profound level of regeneration, rejuvenation, and reharmonizing of the body. And that just, to me, is so profound to be able to do that. And personally, so effective, right? And that's what kept me chugging along as well in my life. And, mm. you know, I work with you if I have issues come up or just, you know, seasons of life or seasons of the year or stress issues as well as symptoms, you know, there you are. Send you the tongue photo. It's all there. <laughs> it shows up. And then we create a, a harmonizing formula that's personalized and customized. And I have to say, that's the other thing I really love about this work with you, Angelo. It's unique. It's customized. It's nothing off the shelf. It's not a standardized formula that you get in a bottle. You make it for yeah. the person. 
and for the presenting symptoms at that time, which can change. So I just want to say we're coming to the end. People want to know more, to get more education, to learn more, go to Angela's website, which is tbmedicine.com. It stands for Traditional Botanical Medicine, tbmedicine.com. You've got some great um, articles there and blogs you've done that explain these things. You can um, contact Angelo if you want to um, look at setting up a consultation to learn more. Um, Angelo, this is always enlightening and uh, so important, such important information to share. So uh, thank you. It's a great conversation and uh, really appreciate everything you do and Glad you're staying healthy and fit to keep me staying healthy and fit this year. So, so well done, Angelo. Thank you, Cheryl. Yeah. It is always a pleasure, and I've enjoyed it a lot. And uh, Thank you so much for your yeah. kind words. And, yes, live long and prosper. <laughs> Indeed. And pick up a copy of the Tao Rejuvenation while you're at it at Angelo's website, tbmedicine.com. Thanks a lot, and uh, uh, thank you all for listening. It's been a great conversation with Angelo Druda as we're talking about the secret life of the liver. What a revelation. And uh, to all of you, may your week be filled with great wisdom, live long and prosper, and always honor the wisdom of your feminine self. Bye for now. <laughs>